Well, a bad piece of wood on the national championship court tripped up this dude and caused North Carolina to lose the national championship game last year. That's right. Today, we're talking about Armando Baycott on Locked on Tar Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Wednesday, August 17th, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and joining me as he does every Wednesday is the man, Coach Pack Kilby. So glad to have you as always, and we want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. Don't forget that the show is free and available anywhere you get podcasts. Very easy to subscribe. Go ahead and do so now. For those of you watching, man, you can smash that like button and leave some awesome comments about the man Armando Baycott and why you love him. Coach Pat Kilby, it's great to be together. Run us through a little bit of a bio about Armando and some of those stats from last year. Yes, sir. So Armando uh, going to be a senior this season. Uh, obviously, he's a center, true center, which uh, you don't see a whole, much, a whole bunch of anymore. Six foot eleven, which is up one inch from last season, and two thirty-five, which is down roughly five pounds from last season. Um, which is this is great to see. He's getting taller yeah. and getting more lean. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Repping number five for the Tar Heels. You can find Mondo on social media at uh, his Twitter is at i get underscore buckets thirty five. We, we can confirm that. He does get buckets. <laughs> he does. <laughs> and then, uh, just like his brother Caleb, his Instagram handle is literally his first name, which is Armando. Man, what a dude. Just, yeah, it's fortunate, but not as popular as Caleb. So I can kind of understand how he scored that one. <laughs> All right, so some stats, a little stat breakdown of Armando. Games played 39, games started 39. Uh, 31.7 minutes per game, which is just unbelievable considering how physical it is to play the five in, in college basketball. Uh, season high, 43 minutes against Syracuse, which is also unbelievable. Uh, 16.3 points per game, career high of uh, 29. 13.1 rebounds per game, folks. That is ridiculous. With a career high of – yeah, it is. With a career high of 22. Um, 1.5 assists per game, 1.9 turnovers per game. I'd like to see that go down. Um, 1.6 blocks per game. And then let's get to the good stuff here. Plus minus, yes. he's plus 336. <laughs> That's awesome. Ridiculous. Yes, yes it is. Uh, and that was first on the team. 244 made field goals out of 429, which is good for 56.9%, which – for those uh, that don't know, that's incredibly efficient. Um, and then check this out. The three-point specialist, Armando Baycock. <laughs> one for eight. Season high, one. Career high, one. So he's just <laughs> ones across the board, baby. Killing uh, it. Yeah, right. 12.5% from the three-point line. Uh, 146 out of 218 free throws, which is good for 67%. Um, and, you know, and interestingly enough, 
the first half of the season, that percentage was a lot higher. And for some reason, that kind of fell off uh, as the season went on. Of course, we all know about his free throw struggles uh, down the stretch a little bit. But yeah. uh, I think a lot of that probably had to do with fatigue. I mean, yeah. when you're playing so much, it does wear on you. and It gets harder to shoot the basketball. So. Absolutely. And yet, Carolina still had the second highest team free throw percentage in school history. That's so impressive. All right, Pac, I've got some just things I want to throw at you, see what your thoughts are about it. So, last season, Armando had a 29.22 rebound game. So, here's my question for you. Is a 30-30 game possible? It's possible, absolutely. Now, my question with it, is is he going to play as many minutes with Pete yeah. Um If if he plays as many minutes, it's definitely possible. I mean, the guy is just a knack for rebounding, and rebounding leads to points, so it's possible. Um, yeah. But I'm going to go. I'm going to say it doesn't happen just because okay. I think Pete Nance is going to cut into those minutes. Yeah. And uh, just the one that's always stuck out to me is Bryce Johnson's senior year. He had a 39.23 rebound game at Florida State. That's not even at home. At Florida State. I, I like this one of those games I remember what I was doing. Like I was breaking down my Christmas tree when Bryce did that on a Saturday, I believe it was. And, and so, what's crazy about um, that is it's like traditionally – it's been really hard for Carolina to win at Florida State, and Bryce yeah. just went in there and just tore it up. Gosh. So, man, so maybe a 30-20 game uh, similar to what Bryce did, and it was right there, just needed one more point. Okay, next thing I got for you. Last season, this is probably my favorite stat that he kept doing, is everything with double-doubles, talking about Mondo. Had 31 double-doubles last year in 39 mm -hmm. games obliterated Bryce Johnson's UNC single season record of 23, tied David Robinson, the Admiral's NCAA single season record. And I've heard him, Armando talk about several times how frustrating it was uh, when he realized that at the end of the season because he was so close in a couple games where he didn't get a double-double. So uh, crazy. Then for his career, he's got 49, which is third all-time at Carolina. That's ahead of names like Hansborough, Perkins, Kupchak, Rosenbluth. I mean, it's just insane. The only two people ahead of him are Anton Jameson, who's got 51, so just two ahead of him. And the kangaroo kid, the best... Uh, I, I'm going to call him the best rebounder in Carolina history just because of what he did at, in a different era in fewer years. So insane. Billy Cunningham had 60 career mm. double-doubles, including a ridiculous streak of 40 in a row that will never be touched. But Armando's only 11 away from tying him. And uh, so what do you think, Pac? I mean, it, I, I feel like this is a dumb question, but is he going to be Carolina's all-time double-double leader when he leaves? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he comes, depending on how many games Carolina plays this year, I think he's going to get mid to upper 20s, if not 30s again this year. I mean, it just... He may go break the Admiral's record this season. You know, and here's the and here's why I say that. Like, you know, if there weren't talented pieces around Armando, then, you know, maybe we could talk about that, you know, his amount of double doubles dropping. But, I mean, if you choose to take away Armando, you're giving up something. And it's going to yeah. be Caleb Love or RJ or Leakey or Pete or Puff or Dontrez. Like, I mean, that's just pick your poison. It's not possible. Yeah. yeah so, yep. Long story short, Armando's going to be successful. 
All right, here's a rebounding question for you. Last season, Armando became the second Carolina ever to get 400 rebounds in a single season. And then he just blew right on past Bryce Johnson's 416 and became the first ever Tar Heel to get 500 in a season. Mm-hmm. Is there any way in all of God's green goodness he replicates that? No, I'm going to say that. Okay. No. Uh, done. No, I'm not saying that it can't be done. I just don't think it's going to happen. So I do no. think what he'll about, break the 400s. You think he'll get – so Armando will be the third Tar Heel ever, or the third season a Tar Heel has broken 400, the second person to do it, although he's done it twice. I'm with you. I think he'll be in the 400s. Career rebound. Go ahead. So I just want to say part of the reason why I think that is because Pete Nance is going to be a really good rebounder. And he's, you know, nearly seven feet tall. And so he's going to eat some of those rebounds up. So that's, that's my reason. More so than Brady. Absolutely. He's going to, he's going to get more than Brady did on rebounding. Now, folks, just as a reminder, career rebounds for Armando. He is one of 10 Tar Heels that has a thousand or more rebounds. He finished last year with a thousand one. And he's got this year ahead of him. The career leader in Carolina rebounds is Tyler Hansborough with 1,219. So Baycott just needs 219 rebounds this year to become Carolina's all-time rebounder. Is that happening, Pat Kilby? Yes, that's happening. Yeah, I I mean, barring injury, that's like a no-brainer. He hits that in December or January, probably. January, late January, I'll say. Okay, so here's, here's my final question for you. What percent do you think that Armando Baycott's ankle was at for the national championship game? And let, let me, uh, I'll give you mine so that um, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, like, whatever. This is what I wrote. And I looked back at my quick hitters right after the game. And I had said, an absolutely heroic performance from Armando Baycott, given everything he was going through physically. Prior to Monday night, I would have guessed that he was going to operate at around 80 to 85%. Seeing him pregame and his labored movements, I would actually put the number in the 60% range. What do you think, Pac? Where do you think he was operating at that night? I tend to, to agree with you on the 60%. Maybe I may even say 50%. And look, I had the privilege of being there uh, on the team floor visiting with Brady. And, you know, Brady, Brady was like, you know, his ankle's in bad shape. Like, they're doing everything they can to try to get him ready for Monday night. That's what he kept saying. And he was almost saying it in a way that made me like question whether or not he was going to be played. You know, yeah. it was like, is he, is he going to play? You know, and Brady's yeah. like, oh, they're going to try to get him ready. And so uh, obviously, you know, that's the type of game you don't sit out of no matter what. And he just gutted it out and just showed yeah. how tough he truly was. But yeah, I would say it's somewhere between 50 and 60%. Man, yeah, yeah. It was so, were you in the arena when they came out to start warmups? Were you already yeah. in there? Yeah. So it was so weird. I hap- I just happened to be standing like right on the corner of the court at the elevated part. And the whole team came out except for Armando. And it was like, oh crap. Like, you know, like, uh, and so there was just this odd energy in the arena. I don't know if you felt that, but it was just like, shh sugar man what's going on here and then yep. finally he he comes uh jogging out and um i was just like Whew. but right. yeah i mean you could just tell it was different well, he, so you know, even after he came out it was still he wasn't really participating in warm-ups and what he was doing was i wouldn't even call it half speed you know it was just let me get a few shots up and i will yeah. be ready to go 
So, so uh, I talked about it in the in the cold open, and this is the last thing, and then we'll get into our our first ad read. But um, you know, there was there was that play. He's going up. It looks like a, a no-brainer, done deal bucket, and just tweaks that ankle again right at the end of the game. And then um, there was a, a bucket for Kansas back on on the other side that kind of sealed the deal right after that. For my money, if Armando didn't tweak his ankle, he both finishes that bucket and he's able to block. I think it was a David McCormick shot back on the other end that went in yeah, for Kansas. Yeah, he buried Brady underneath the basket right there. That's right. Yeah, just bullied him down there. I forgot about yep. that. But if Armando didn't tweak his ankle, he's guarding him yep. and and can wall. You know, no offense to Brady, but Armando's just <laughs> a massive human being. Yep. And so if he doesn't tweak, if let me put it this way: if the court doesn't tweak Armand tweak Armando's ankle, does Carolina win that championship game? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, if I if my memory serves me correctly, that happens. You know, the the ankle tweaking happens. He misses that. They come down. They miss a shot on a on a. You know, they get the offensive rebound and then McCormick scores. So yeah. correct me oh, if that's, I'm wrong there. Um, and, I'm looking at the play by play. Keep going. Keep talking. But Baycott, you know, if he's in the game right there, first of all, they probably don't get that offensive rebound. Um, and second of all, they don't. They certainly don't. You know, bury Armando underneath the basket and get a, a left shoulder turnaround right over the front of the rim. And so that, to me, that was we were one layup, one rebound, or one defensive possession away. Any way you look yeah. at it, from a national championship. So yeah, right there. Uh, crazy. So sad. Well, folks. Armando's back one more time. Let's talk about where we think his strengths and weaknesses are at, what he's working on this offseason. We'll do all that in just a second, right after I tell you about Bet Online, which is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. There's also reviews and news from every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering info. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay, obviously no player is fully formed, no player is perfect, but Armando's got a lot right to him. What are some of his strengths that you saw last year, Pac? Yeah, so I think it goes without really saying, but rebounding is definitely a strength. And um, you know, a lot of people they they think rebounding is like a heart and uh, just a want to. And listen, to an extent, it really is. But there are people that have a knack at it and are a knack for it. And he's one of those people. He's just great at reading a ball. Um, it's like an outfielder in baseball. You know, they become great at tracking mm. fly balls. Yep. And reading yep. where it's going to go off the bat. Yep. Well, that's yep. kind of the way that Armando is with rebounding. So uh, he's very, very good at it. One of the things that stands out to me about him offensively is he has really good touch around the rim. Um, mm. Like when he turns left shoulder and goes with that right hand, uh, man, he's just, just got really good touch. And mm. um, I think he, had, you know, his numbers might not necessarily show it. Uh, I think he has good touch in his shot with front, you know, from the free throw line. Um, he's got strength. He's able to be physical. And one, my favorite thing about him, uh, is just, he can score in a multitude of ways. And, 
um, you know, kind of the mark of a good post player is if you take away their go-to, can they still yeah. find a way to score? Do they have a counter? And Armando absolutely does. He can score, you know, in multiple ways from both blocks. And if you guard him really, really well, guess what? He's going to get offensive rebounds and still score. Like, <laughs> he's just he's honestly unguardable, especially when you consider his teammates around him. So, yes. to me, those are his strengths. Yes. What about the flip of that? What about uh, where you want to see him gr- or what you saw as some weaknesses last year? Yeah, so obviously uh, I think there's room for improvement from the free throw line. Um, I'd like to see him get above 70%, ideally yep. 75%. Um, yep, that'd be great. Yeah, hey, quick quick good. note on that. If he had made seven more of his free throws last year, he would have been at 70%. Mm. So that's well within reason, you know. Absolutely. To, to improve and get better there. Um, the other thing that I'd like to see, and it looks like from the roster, what the Tar Heels have put out, this is happening. I'd like to see him get uh, more lean and just be able to be a little bit more mobile and a little bit more um, explosive. It's probably the word I'm looking for. And so yeah. uh, I'd like to see that from him. And then the other thing is passing out of the post, right? So hmm. teams are going to, they're going to be sending doubles. They're going to be throwing different things at him and just being able to find the right guy at the right time um, out of those, out of those double teams and out of those traps that's going to be crucial. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think of him as a black hole by any means, but he certainly can get more efficient at it, especially mm-hmm. given, like you said, just a minute ago, the shooters around him. Now we can all recognize Pete Nance is not going to be the shooter. Brady Manick was like, we can all see it. We've heard it from inside the program. We know that's a reality. However, he can, he can and will knock it down. And obviously Caleb and RJ are going to do that as well. So then, Pac, let me uh, take you into our Coach Davis and Armando end of season meeting. Hey, Coach Davis, it's Mondo. I heard you wanted to see me to have that end of season meeting. Uh, give me give me three things I can work on this offseason. What would you like me to see me do better my senior year? Yeah, so first of all, um, reps from the free throw line, right? So seven free throws away from 70%. We've got to get over that hump. So get get reps at the free throw line. And a lot of what that is, is is getting conditioning in and then going to shoot free throws. Like, that's mm. realistic. That's more game-like because yeah. you're yeah. shooting them yeah. when you're tired. And so uh, doing that, passing, right, becoming a better passer, having that vision as a post player, that really only comes through playing. So, like, summer pickup games, yeah. things of that nature are important. You need to be playing as much as possible because that's how you, that's how you develop vision and that's how you develop – the ability to pass um, the basketball and find find the open teammate, find the right teammate, and then yeah, last yeah if he oh, if sorry, he was at one no, I was just gonna say if he was at one and a half assists last year, even if he could just get to two, if he could average two assists a game, like that would be awesome. And given all the attention he's gonna command, he can absolutely do that. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, and just to touch on that right there, I mean, here's the deal: if he becomes a better passer, then it only helps him. If he becomes such a good passer that teams are like, man, he can pass out. We can't double anymore. Well, who benefits from that? Armando does. So that's just something to think about real quick. Yeah, love that. Uh, And then lastly, you know, speed, quickness, explosiveness, agility, being in the weight room, becoming more lean, becoming more explosive, I think only helps Armando become a better player. And maybe 
um, get some more buckets in transition, easier mm. buckets he doesn't work as much for. And also there's been some times where I feel like uh, there could have been finishes around the rim that yeah. maybe there just weren't just because he wasn't quite as explosive as we would have liked to have seen. And so those are things I would like to see. Yeah, we talked about how good his field goal percentage is. Man, if he there's so many bunnies that he leaves on the court. If if he could make ten more of those, I mean, there's no reason he couldn't be a sixty percent field goal shooter. Easily, easily, yeah. I think he could do that. Just gotta finish. Just gotta finish around the rim more consistently. Yeah, you talk about that that speed and quickness and explosiveness as as dangerous as he is in the pick and roll game on offense, I think he's that exploitable on the other side. And and we saw that in the first game against Duke last year, where he picked up those two quick fouls while he was guarding Van Caro, the number one pick in the draft. Like just, he, he just couldn't, he couldn't match up with foot speed and, and stand in front of him. Whereas Brady, who was known as a weak defender, who was known as not very quick, I thought did a much better job staying with and in front of Van Caro. And so, Some of that, I really think Armando can get there, which also leads to my big thing. If I'm Coach Davis, I want to ask him to watch his foul troubles. He fouled out five times last year, the most, like more last year than combined his first two seasons. And Mm. um, he, like you're saying, he has to be on the floor when Coach Davis wants him to. I think that is imperative, imperative. Now, Granted, he was a focal point of every team last year trying to come at him and get him in foul trouble and off the court. So there's that to be said as well. Well, um, Pac, what about growth in in the offseason? I know we talked about what Coach Davis, <laughs> you, Coach Davis, want to see. Uh, what about some, some other areas of growth um, that you might like to see? Yeah, so he's going to be a senior. Um, and with, you know, being a senior comes leadership. It comes responsibility. It comes, um, you know, you're you're likely a captain because of your senior, because of being a senior, but also because of your ability. And so, um, he's got a huge role there, and um, I would like to see him thrive in that role. You know, we kind of mm. talked about this with Caleb and a little bit with RJ. These guys have a responsibility to um, you know bring it every day, yeah. and to make sure that their teammates bring it every day. And so, um, and and I don't want to say that he's not doing that, but I would just love to see that from him. Yeah. 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 And and one thing for me is I'm going to flip that and say one place I don't want to see him grow is three point shooting. We talked about him being one for eight last season. I just like, I know that that is what is going to get him drafted being a better shooter, but given the talent around him, Carolina is a better team if he stays in the post other than when he's coming out for pick and roll or maybe a 10 to 15 footer, you know, just baseline or or mid range up near the top, uh, near the free throw line, whatever that might be. But stay down there. Let your shooting be a professional pursuit in the next year or two. Do what you need to do in the post so that you can have that floor spacing with the other four people on the court with you. That's kind of where I'm at with the three point shooting. And I, I know that's probably not a popular take on that, but that's where I'm at with it. Do what you do best, help your team win. Yeah. And look, some things aren't all about the popular takes and I agree with you, you know, players have got to learn to play to their strengths. And um, I do think for the most part that Armando knows what his strengths are and he plays to those. And I, I tend to believe that, that coach Davis knows that too. And, um, 
that's, you know, we're, we're going to see a lot of him in the post. And although they say he's working on that jump shot, I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of it on the court. Well, I sure hope not. <laughs> I agree. So let, let's talk about uh, what, what role we expect him to play this year. Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's at least 30 minutes a game. Maybe you know, maybe give or take a little bit. They may spell him a little bit more. Let's let's hands. put it this way: he averaged thirty-one point seven last year, above or below that this year. Below. Okay. I think it's going to be. I think probably thirty is hitting the nail on the head, uh, okay. or you know, give or take just a little bit. But uh, I don't. I don't foresee much more than that. Um, and you know, obviously, the role he plays on the court in that thirty minutes is he's the best player on the team. He's the focal point of our offense. He's the focal point. Um, of the other team's game plan. Um, he's the captain. He's the leader. Um, so he's got, he's definitely got a lot on his plate. And, uh, you know, Coach Davis, I'm sure, expects a lot from him. Tar Heel Nation expects a lot from him. The media is expecting a lot from him. I think yes. at this point, he's the, the probably the betting favorite for, for National Player of the Year, uh, or at least right there with Oscar. From Kentucky. Yep. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think what that translates to is he is one of the faces of college basketball, along with Shibwe, along with Drew Timmy, probably. Um, he is the face. No offense to Caleb Love. No offense to RJ or Leakey. He is the face of Carolina basketball right now because of all his NIL exposure, because of all the phenomenal things he does in the community. Like he just did a backpack drive with Jimmy's famous seafood up in Baltimore this past week, like stuff like that. He, and I think he embraces that, right? Not in a, Hey, look at me. I'm awesome. Prideful sort of way. He just like, this is the role I'm called to play. I'm leaning into it. And I, I think yeah. that's great. And I hope that that takes pressure off some of the other guys too. Him yeah, doing absolutely. That. And you know what's cool about him is uh, he just loves Chapel Hill. He loves Carolina. He's a great recruiter. Like, you know, if if professional basketball doesn't work out here in a few years, like, well, we got a spot on staff for him, right? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Or as an agent or whatever it is. So, what about um, how we talked about that playing time? Who are some of the people coming in that are going to affect that? Uh, Pete Nance is first and foremost because he has the ability to play the five and. And, and when I say affect that, I, I mean in a good way, right? So he can rest a little bit more. Um, and, you know, the other positive to Pete Nance coming in is if Mondo does find himself in foul trouble, we at least have a little bit of a saving grace at the five. And then, uh, you know, Jalen Washington can play some four slash five, and then Will Shaver can play some five. So I don't really see those last two, you know, really affecting his playing time, but they could. Yeah, I think Jalen more so than Will uh, from just what it, it seems like, at least in terms of what contributions will be this year. And so I think Jalen could be a huge X factor depending on how quickly his health escalates and how ready he is to go. I think will be a big factor in Mondo getting closer to that 30-minute threshold you're talking about than the 32 because mm -hmm. if, if Pete's able to slide over to the five, let Jalen play some big-time minutes at the four – that, that's a, a big thing there. So let's look then at Mondo's floor and ceiling. As we always say when we're talking about this, we're assuming health, uh, that he is, has a healthy season and is good to go. So assuming he's healthy, what is Armando Baycott's floor? Look, to me, you know, <laughs> I, I, this might sound crazy. Some of y'all might be like, wow, this guy's out of his mind. But to me, like his floor is first team all ACC. I don't, 
I don't foresee it being any worse than that. Um, second team All American, like yeah. that's how good yeah. this guy is, and how fortunate we are to have him. Like that's his floor for the yeah. season, in my opinion. No, I, I don't. Th- I don't think that's crazy. I think. I mean, we saw last year. I mean, he, yeah, you're spot on for for because one of the things to keep in mind, people, is the the how well your team does directly impacts where you fall on these postseason lists. And even with Carolina kind of being mediocre for a lot of the season, he wound up third on some third team All American lists and was right there for ACC Player of the Year vote. Like, and so I'm with you, Pack. I think. He's got this crazy high floor. Now, if we got a high floor, I got to imagine we've got an even higher ceiling. Where's that at? Yeah, so I've got, you know, first team All-American, ACC Player of the Year, potential National Player of the Year. Uh, like, in my mind, it's between him and Oscar Sheebway from Kentucky. Those are the two best players to me. You know, you throw Drew Timmy in there, possibly. Um, so, so yeah, so his ceiling is just ridiculous, right? It's all the accolades. It's, it's like a, the Tyler Hansbro type senior season, right? He, he gets an Addy and he wins all the awards. So yeah. I could foresee some of that for Armando. Yeah. And, uh, and hopefully unlike Tyler senior year where he started out injured and just never quite got to the level of, uh, when he was the national player of the year, his junior year, uh, Tyler never got there. So Armando don't quite follow that path. Yep. <laughs> uh, that would be great. And by the way, looking back, are we serious with Alondis Williams winning ACC player of the year? Can we, can we fix that? Come on people. All right, pack bold predictions. What we're most excited for and let's get out of here. All right, so my bold prediction doesn't necessarily affect this season, but I'm just going to lay it out, okay? Okay. I think that Armando Baycott will return to North Carolina for a fifth season and be a super senior. Now, I'm going to explain why so that, you know, all you people aren't calling me nuts. (laughs) Armando's game isn't necessarily conducive to the NBA. I think we can all agree with that. Um, Armando's likely to make – around a million dollars out of the University of North Carolina this year through NIL. You know, and if you look at it, it's kind of like what we talked about last week with McCoy. It's another year of free education. It's another year of playing the game that you love to play. It's likely another million dollars that you won't be making if you leave for the NBA, because unless something changes, I don't foresee him being drafted. Just going to be as good as he is. I don't foresee that. And I'm so, uh, and then, you know, he, he loves Chapel Hill. He loves the University of North Carolina. I mean, he's cemented already, but one more year? I mean, seriously, like no one will ever reach that rebounding record. No one will ever no. touch what no. he's done at North Carolina no. if he stays for fifth year. And I think all of that together just makes it so enticing that he stays. Whew, that is definitely a bold, bold prediction. And boy, if it comes true, we are keeping this receipt and coming right back to the last minute of your life, Pat Kilby. That would be incredible. Uh, what What are you most excited for in Armando Baycott senior year? Is there really one thing that I can narrow this down to? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's just so special. He's He's awesome. But, you know, as a fan, look, here's the deal. I think that Armando's virtually unguardable and i say that because of the cast that he has around him and if you do scheme up some way to guard him 
he's just going to beat you on the glass and still find a way to, to produce wins for the Tar Heels. And so I love that about him. But then, you know, as the person side of him, you know, I always love to throw that in there. He's so likable. He has a great personality. He gives back to the community. He loves the university. And just love having young men like that represent the program. Man, I, I, amen and well said. And I'll just throw in a couple uh, side smaller things is if, if you're able to say about anything in Carolina basketball history, I'm the leader in that, you are someone. And so for him to leave Carolina, even with just four years, he'll be able to say this. I'm the career and single season leader in double doubles and rebounds. And who knows where he's going to wind up on the points list and all sorts of stuff like that. Like no. just, he's going, like he's going to erase Tyler Hansborough from the top spot of something like Congratulations to you. You are etched forever in the lore of Carolina. And uh, then ultimately, from a team standpoint, the mere possibility of completing what they almost did last year. And just thinking about how we all felt in, in the 16-17 season coming off of uh, from the Chris Jenkins shot would just be sweet poetic justice. And I would love to see it. Oh, goodness. Armando Baycott, we love you, and we're so glad you're a Tar Heel. And that, friends, does it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. We're so glad you joined us, making it your first listen every single day. Please don't forget to subscribe, smash the like button, and leave some great comments about Mr. Baycott. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels. Follow the man, Coach Pat Kilby, at Coach underscore K23. And you can follow me at Isaac shade get more on the acc by making locked on acc your second listen today host candace cooper and the local experts of acc take you around the conference in 30 minutes five days a week that's it for us today and we want to remind you that it's always a great day to be a target until tomorrow peace